All right. I mentioned uh, earlier in the show that uh, the last podcast that I did with Amanda, it uh, turned into two parts all by itself. The same thing just happened here. Um, I don't have the uh, talk show on my phone right now. I could do I could do it through my phone, but it's all my laptop. So I have all I've been doing is holding my phone. My phone does not control my laptop. Okay, so I did not pause the recording. So once again, just like last week, uh, last time, not last week, uh, the podcast has been split at the very least at this point into two parts. So now they need to be brought sliced together. Hopefully the audio is preserved. But see, and you know, <clears throat> and I prayed. You know, and so hopefully the audio is preserved like last time I prayed thoroughly, but you got to work a little bit. You see, it's like God's allowing them to do this, but that's all you can do. We'll see what they're allowed to do. They actually know this, by the way. Um, it's, it's a well-kept secret in Satanism. As a general rule, I mean, uh, the majority of Satanists say today that they have no idea. Uh, uh, we used to call it the bumping into God principle. If you've got high technology, you're going to bump into God every day, and you'll, you'll be a big believer in God because uh, you want to do all kinds of crazy stuff, and, um, and God says no. You've got the technology to do it, right? Uh, but he says no. You actually bump into God, and you can tell now that he, he, he said no. You know what I mean? And they won't even try. If they think, you know, it's not even worth trying. We've tried before. And, uh, you know, it's not even worth it. So don't even try. Because he's not going to allow it. These people are not stupid. <clears throat> Some of the ones that are, you know, high up, they want the people, they want to keep the lower women out of down. They think they're going to overthrow God, that kind of stupidity. Yeah. You know, that profits the cult. That, you know, look it. It doesn't motivate people to believe that you're all going to go to hell and, and you're going to lose, and there's no winners here on Satan's side. Is that a good, not a good sell to you? No. So, naturally, that privileged knowledge will be kept, you know, for the upper priesthood and other people who have access to that kind of knowledge which would be relatively few people. Because it's based, it's always, you know, just like in the military, it's, it's given to you on a need-to-know basis. They don't need to know this. What is that going to profit the cult? How is that going to profit Satan? We're here to glorify Satan. We don't, we don't need to tell them the truth. We keep them blind too, just like the ignorant Christians. And guess what? Do you think that this dark priesthood, do you think that they love their followers? No, they don't. They just find them. Like the father. All right. <clears throat> We got things going on in the recording. I don't know what's going on. It started twice. And uh, I've been talking for a while. And uh, I, I'm going to wrap this up because um, I'm not sure what's going on here. Okay, so that's Acts 2415. You can see once again, I see this is, uh, is kind of complex. 
and you don't hear about this in church. They, well, you know, and like I already said, you can't really teach anything complex in church. There's not enough time. Does anyone ever talk about that? It, it's basically impossible. You, it's not like you can't teach anything complex. But you've got time limitations. You'd have to strictly stay on a single subject. Maybe you could come back and talk about the same, you know, part two of this complex subject. Maybe looking at your watch, well, you know, I can only spend 35 minutes here. You know, they're used to these 35 minutes. Imagine me try to communicate something complex in 35 minutes. You know what I mean? Theoretically, it's possible. But that's why they can't do it. People think they're getting an education. No. You have to educate yourself. The Bible actually teaches self-education. Um, I should probably read a passage about that. I haven't read this passage in so long. This is a commandment in the Greek. That means if you don't do it, you're sinning. It's called a sin of omission. Most of the time, we think it's sin of commission. Right? I don't even know what verse it is. I hope I'm in the right chapter. <clears throat> okay. Second Timothy two fifteen. Okay. In the Greek, this is a command. In the verb tense, they have um, the Greek verb tenses are more expressive than in English, so they actually have like a command. You have to do this. So here it just says, "Give diligence." So that that is a command in the Greek. Um. In other translations, like for instance the NIV, it will actually say, "Do your best." Okay, that's what's being expressed, but it's a command. Uh, do your best to present yourself approved to God. This is what you have to do to be a- approved of God. It's telling you this. I mean, if you don't do it, then you're not approved. Can it get any more simple? The Christians don't even understand this. You have to self-educate to be approved of God. You have to study. Not read the word and have your heart gently, gently warmed by a devotional psalm. That's all great, okay? You have to study the text to discover what it means. Do you think that might be important? Likely so. Your pastor does not have enough time to do that. Now, it's speaking in agrarian terms, to agrarian culture. So the workmen here, scholars will tell you, or Bible commentators, it's like a workman in the field. Now, he's laboring under the sweat of his brow. That's what he wants you to picture in an agrarian context. Okay? Do your best to present yourself and prove to God a workman, somebody who's laboring, okay, who is unashamed, who doesn't need to be ashamed, Rightly dividing the word of truth. What's telling you, you have to labor. It doesn't fall into your lap. 
Well, the Holy Spirit is just teaching us everything we need to know. Actually, God works through secondary means, and he works through applying yourself on a practical level and exercising your brain. And if you do that, you'll actually experience, here we go, you ready? Brain fatigue, mental fatigue. We don't really experience that too much because we don't even apply ourselves to the even you experience that maybe when you're calling and you're settling through the band and you're like hour after hour, oh man, I'm so tired, man. I drink more coffee. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, when do we experience this, you know, later in life? You know, are we really applying ourselves that no. Oh, Christians, you know, it's one thing to say that Christian church is asleep. I'm ta- I didn't say the remnant. They didn't look at the remnant yet. It's another thing to say that they're in a deep trance. Okay. And it's another thing to say they're under a spell. So, yeah, like I said, um, I developed a view based on observance that they're under some kind of a spell. And I know well, that sounds like Disney, and that means Dave must be evil. No, come on. Let's get past them, okay? But um, God has put them under this spell. Okay? And they act like they're under a spell. And now things have gotten radically worse than what we, we said there was some kind of a massive shift. It had to do with people like four years ago. It was extremely noticeable. And now we have a new shift that we'll be talking about. We were talking about it on the phone today. This is observance of humans around us. Something has happened to them. They're acting differently than they did six months ago. I'm, I, I'm being very careful what I'm saying here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what can we talk about? You, you don't even know. You see, let's test the air on the side of the car. If something has happened uh, to these people, a large sitting society, I wonder what that could be. Uh, because the reports are pouring in about this subject based on other people's experiences. And that's what Matthew was talking about. He's in a, a position where he's able to observe a large amount of people on a daily basis when he's working. A lot of people, a lot of people. Most people don't have jobs like that. It would be like, you know, being uh, working um, in some position like, um, you know, a big stadium, maybe like a baseball stadium where they have a lot of games and they have regular games. Stadiums not really open like day to day, you know, but something like that. We're seeing a large group of people, and you are able to observe these people, and you can tell that something has changed. So this has happened again, uh, based on observance, and um, we'll be talking about it as much as we feel comfortable talking about it. Most people will not be able to process this because. Um, They just won't be able to incorporate it into their worldview. It's just too negative. And uh, the Christians will say, oh, I just don't uh, believe that God would ever allow them. That's their general apologetic. They should probably, like we said, you know, move on to first grade. You know, if you want to get some respect on here, well, you know, do something. Um, just repeating these little colloquialisms like, um, God is not a respecter of persons. You'll hear them say this stuff and stuff. I don't even know what that passage is talking about. That passage, I just told Anita, it doesn't even cl- it doesn't have sufficient clarity. They're using it, they're throwing around some kind of a proof text. 
to prove what they want to believe God is really like this ultra-loving God. But they don't talk about curses, right? They don't like to talk about punishment. Okay, all these different things. Um, it's a soft religion at best. It's not compatible with um, the biblical religion. I mean, the, the, if this is the way you think, then you're going to go to the Old Testament and go, well, it looks like God is angry uh, a lot of the time. It's like angry through the whole book of Jeremiah. Mm. I don't think I want to read that book again. It's too long. I'm kind of blurring. Don't confess it. You know. Keep a secret belief. I find the Bible boring, but um, I don't feel comfortable telling the Christian counselors to think. It doesn't quite feel right. You know. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> Some people, the best way to fall asleep, I'm serious, though. I mean, this actually works. Okay? Is read the Bible or pray at night when you're actually in bed. Show me if you can come up with anything that will put you fast asleep that is not a drug. Try it. And I'm not saying it's all bad because at least you're you know, doing something spiritual. Uh, most people, if they pray when they're laying down at night and, you know, they've already had their fill of television, they're not going to be awake for very long. Except for people that have like insomnia or something. I mean, sleep problems. This is something that's working with for various reasons. One last time, I wouldn't say to you, just make sure I'm missing something. Uh, this is a bit too complicated. I have to explain more. It should be, it shouldn't be, but it is. The next thing he brings up is John 640, where it's talking, he says it's talking about everyone having uh, eternal life. It's talking about no one has eternal life. Not talking about that at all. Yeah, that's a Greek word, probably the word aeon or variation. And in certain contexts, it can mean eternal. It should be translated that way. Um, as far as I know, that's the only one that applies to God. So, I mean, most of the time in the Bible, it, it doesn't say eternal. These Christians don't even know this. This is what the view of eternal hell is primarily based on the Torah's, you know, single word. Based on that word. And there's a similar word in the Hebrew. But typically, it's translated as like a long period of time, which is going to end up being the word age, or sometimes it's translated as a world. A world that came to an end, like Second Peter three. Uh, I think that's a different word in English. It, it translates world in English. So um, it might be cosmos in this case. Even that, you, you can't even take that. You got to no, no, it's translation. So it's not. It's not talking about it. The same thing. I have to have like ongoing. <laughs> it's like a verbal Bible commentary. So that's enough. I mean, it's five hours and uh, some more questions about the reduction. It's, 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 uh, it's complicated stuff.
Uh, it doesn't have to be. Uh, it's become complicated because of the interjection of theological propaganda. What did they do? Let's keep it simple. They created confusion. Okay? And this is Christians want to go along with a simple answer, a simple Christian faith. Just follow along. Do the right thing. It'll be okay in the body and body. Okay, this is what most Christians believe. <laughs> they can't even identify the earthly enemy of Christians. Don't even know. Don't tell me that this is a theory that God has blinded his own people. If you can't even tell who the enemy who's the enemy? Let me know who the enemy. Who's the enemy? Satan is his minions. That's not an enemy. I said on earth. I wasn't having a spiritual The liberals. There they go. And they will say this. Oh, yeah, the liberals. Yeah, I know. Liberalism. A Democrat. Uh, actually, no. I'm not talking about my My generational Satans. I'm just open everything. Cannot even mention these words on their lips. In the pastor, can you say Satan is plural? You say Satanism, and you get your entire career, say it one time. Okay, you do that? You don't know who the enemy is. How are you going to say, make a case that these people is not, their mind is not blocked by God when they can't even see their own enemy? They can't see any infiltration. Infiltration is everywhere. Church is thoroughly infiltrated, infiltrated a long time ago. You see, the Roman Catholic Church in medieval era wasn't infiltrated. It's, there was infiltration, yeah, but that's a different situation. It was built from the ground up, and then there was subsequent infiltration. We're talking about different tiers of hierarchy, and you have the good intentioned peasants at the very bottom. They're trying to do the right thing. They're ignorant as usual, just like today. Lack of information. They're not all, you know. Some of these people, look at, that's basically what you have in the medieval era. You had you the Roman Catholic Church, you know. And uh, there were good, godly people in there. Yeah, it's all messed up, just like today. It's false religion, right? Oh, but I'm a Protestant. Okay, so, so you know, Protestant is a true religion, right? That's good time here. Uh, no, there is no true religion. You can't use the Bible to prove that any group is measures up to a biblical standard. I explained to Amanda um, this week that you can't even use the Bible to establish orthodoxy, which would people roll their eyes. I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's impossible to use Scripture to do this because the information isn't there. Orthodoxy was established differently. Talk about this a bit more. So, um, I hope you guys could benefit from that. It's actually, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. Derogatory comment about himself. Um, it's really overly complicated. I can understand why people go, oh, man, maybe it is complicated. Well, Satan made it complicated. It didn't used to be this complicated, um, but it is now. Um, people think that the truth is easy to discover. That's that's one of the fundamental errors in itself. That the truth is very carefully hidden behind veil after veil of actually propaganda. 
And if you're overconfident, you, you'll just think the truth is right in front of your face. Just reach out and grab it. God made it easy. He wants to bless it all. And then you start getting these conspiracies, and then you, you push through one of the veils that they manufacture for you to feed your ego and go, oh, you're better than all those other Christians. You figure something out. You're special. They feed your ego just enough to make you think, I discovered the truth. You pat yourself on the back, and you never even think, that there could be a second veil that you have to push through and maybe a third and a fourth and you're listening to this right now I know there's no way that God made it that hard. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. The Christian conspiracy community is so unbelievably infantile, they are lacking behind the secular community. And there's reasons why. I don't want to, it's too late. I'm not going to go right now. It's the same old thing. They, they, they just simply, uh, they don't think they have to work that hard. Okay? They think God drops it in their lap. They don't think they have to labor to discover these things. It's not that hard. See, again, what I say, it's not, they, they're making it all too hard. They're making it all too complicated. This is what they believe. This is why they will say, don't, don't listen to him. Don't pay him a lot of heat. Don't, you know, you can listen, but don't, don't, don't get all wrapped up in all that stuff. You're going to get all confused. You're going to get off to the wrong path. Stay with the basics, my son, the simple gospel truths. Right? But that wouldn't be so bad if you were on the wrong, right path. You're not even on the right path. That's, this is when it gets scary. I think I'll say that. Not that it's talk about anything soon. Anyway, I wish you guys, I could make you guys feel better. I deliberately did not talk about all these negative subjects during the holidays. I deliberately did not do that. Because I wanted people to actually feel good during the holidays or whatever you may think about the holidays. And then I thought about I want to talk about everyone wants to have like a new fresh beginning they're all so hopeful and optimistic for the new year and you know I mean come on now 2021 is going to be better than last year I mean like the worst year ever so you've got to believe you have to this is going to be a better year you know that new year optimism you know what I mean People just naturally have that in January. And I'm going to come in there and drop all this negativity. I said, uh, I don't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I could talk about other things. When I was talking about uh, with Amanda, we were just um, bypassing current events primarily. We were talking about natural health. Kind of what the word alternative healing gets used too often. But we were actually kind of doing that today, too. So I think I'll wrap it up here. And um, if you listen to all this, you should be committed. I don't think you would do that in one sitting. It doesn't matter how many cities. All right, we'll wrap it up here and let you guys go. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you later now. All right, bye.